The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live from number 10 Downing Street in jolly old London. Cheerio. It's the Worldview <laughs> Media Podcast. Hello. Morning, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> that was my broadcast partner, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, all right, so I haven't been abroad. <laughs> but I have seen Mary Poppins. <laughs> you the only broad for me. <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Mary Poppins. We're we not. are talking about a. the Netflix original series, The Crown. The Crown. Mm. So, how would you describe this series, Mama? Well, it's kind of interesting because um, you're looking at the history of the current queen. And so it's somebody that you're kind of familiar with. Of course, being Americans, um, we're not as familiar with her as, you know, the the people of the UK. Sure. And so it's a it's an interesting look at some of her history, which of course I'm not all familiar with. Uh, we did see the one movie about her father, the King's Speech. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it kind of picks up there because it really takes over when she takes when she takes the crown and her father passes right. away. Uh-huh. All right, so like Joyce uh, intimated there, this is kind of supposed to be based on history. It's kind of biographical and it focuses on Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. As one Scottish preacher I listened to one time said. Uh, he, he referred to himself as a loyal subject of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II of England mm-hmm. and the first of Scotland. 
Because the first Queen of England, or the first Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth never ruled Scotland. So, yes, as far as he was concerned, she was the first <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. She was the first monarch over uh, his right, land. Right. Yes, and so uh, it is. The characters are historical, mm-hmm. and they're they're real life characters, at least. And well, and then just the whole mindset of what it means to have a monarch, to have a king or a queen. Java wouldn't know those things. <laughs> <laughs> the cat wants to contribute. <laughs> she heard me. Uh, yeah, I was kind of. I was kind of hopeful that maybe watching the show would illuminate me a little bit on what purpose the monarchy still serves in Great Britain. Do you have any ideas on that? Well, I think they just kind of reached an agreement to keep them intact and everybody had their own position, you know, because they, they do have a... A legislative body yeah. that they've always had probably didn't have as much influence as they do now, and so there there are different aspects of their government that they both see to and about. Yeah, um, I was I'm gonna let the cat out of the studio. <laughs> let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I guess I saw them basically coming to a conclusion, and this is the character that was saying this would be Queen Elizabeth's elderly mother. The Queen Mother. The Queen Mother. Yeah. But I think she, she's kind of a stink myself. Yeah, she's not, <laughs> she's not a hero. No. Uh, uh, it almost sounded like she felt like their job was not to do anything but to just be visible and uh, to be, did she almost at one point, this was early in the series, and so it's been a long time since we saw the early episodes. Mm -hmm. But didn't she say at one point that the monarchy kind of functioned as a bridge between the people and transcendence? You know, that, that by looking at the monarchy, they... The people were given hope that there was something higher. Do you remember a speech like that? Uh, maybe vaguely. You know, I think in this last episode that we saw that was called Gloriana, uh, there was that one moment when they're taking the picture of her and they were saying, well, now you're not Elizabeth the daughter or the, or the wife or the mother. Now you're... You are Regina. You are the royalty. You are... Almost a deity. Yeah, you are yeah. more than right. any of those other things. And so um, that's there. And, of course, that's a completely foreign aspect to me. For us, yeah. To think of it, any person in that right. position that is currently living on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably true, and we can laugh at the British for having that sort of thing, but functionally in America, the the government kind of still occupies that place. You know, it does, so many people, and I think more so than people realize. Yeah, but it's not 
an entity embodied in one person. <clears throat> it's just the well, entity itself. Yeah. You, you right, know, because right. we have presidents that come and go, and we have Congress people that come and go, and so it's not but really... the state remains. <laughs> so, yeah. but there's, it's not the person, and it really is Queen Elizabeth. I mean... Yeah. They celebrate her birthdays every year. They celebrate. I mean, it's just like it's a big, huge deal thing, and and we don't we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. We celebrate the nation's birthday. We celebrate other things. We celebrate past presidents. You know, yeah. we do, but not to the extent that. Oh no, it's totally different. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a completely different mindset. I did notice, and I noticed this too, the last time that we saw. What did we see? What was the last big? thing with the monarchs, the big what, did they have a wedding or something? Oh yeah, the wedding with the, the new it's Prince Harry and and the new princess Oh, it's not Harry, it's William William and Kate William and Kate The new uh, York people uh, right. the Duke and Duchess Okay, well, I noticed <laughs> Watching that some of that ceremony on TV, and then also watching in in the series of the Crown when they have Elizabeth's coronation, mm -hmm. the church plays a really big mm -hmm. part in that. It's not it's really not a government ceremony so much. You have all the government people there. Well, you have to remember yeah. that in England, the head of the monarch is also the head of the. Church. Yeah, the, the monarch is the head of the church. And so it's, sure. it's yeah. again, <laughs> a different... But I guess what I'm saying thing. is that when you listen to the words of the ceremony, which they were very meticulous about getting these right, mm -hmm. uh, you can see that they're birthed in Christian mm -hmm. concepts. And it's amazing then to see that even in a kingdom that has become so radically secular that when they go do these ceremonies uh, the the words of the ceremonies themselves wind yeah. up kind of witnessing against the nation and saying look this is from yeah. where you've fallen yeah so I, I found that pretty interesting in the earlier episodes when she was just being coronated as the queen having to step into all that so let me ask you, what do you like about this show, or do you like this series, or what's your take on it? I think I do like it. I usually like things that are kind of historical pieces, and oh, so yeah. this kind of falls into that genre. So I kind of like that. It's uh, it's English, which is another you know thing within the historical genres <laughs> that I tend to gravitate towards. I like that... And I'm sure it's not all factual, you know, I'm sure it's right. not, just because right. they're, by nature, I think you have to be very private about all of those inner workings within the family and how sure. things go and um, the speculation that happens around that, that, you know, there's probably things that are kind of made up and extrapolated. <laughs> but it's interesting to see her as a younger woman Kind of finding her path to being the queen. Or once she's there, figuring out what that means. Yeah, and yeah. and that's, it's a process for her. And then to see her now, because she seems very, um, you know, to look at the queen now, she seems very cut off. She seems very separate from 
everybody. Yeah. And yet in this movie, you see her having to start doing that. You know, she has to go out before her husband. They can't walk out together. She has to keep her maiden name because that's what makes them royal. And so, you know, all of these little things that she's had to... To say, okay, this is what I'll do, and maybe it's not what she would have done, but here I am, and so this is what's required of me, and yeah. so I guess I have to do this. And yeah. how that persona has been built up and uh, solidified, even yeah. that you know that now she is this character, and I don't know if she's not ever that character, you know, because oh. you just. With interactions between her and her husband, maybe not so much with her kids. We don't see a lot of interactions that way in the series, but there, there's definitely some distance between the two of them, and that's just because you know she can't tell him a lot right. of stuff. She can't, yeah. you know, it's not a a real marriage where you yeah. share those type of things. So it's uh, it's interesting in that aspect for me as well. Yeah, I found it. Uh, I think what I like about this series is that you start out thinking it's going to be about her navigating all the political intrigue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. By the time this first season is over, it's really not about that. It's about family and conflicts within families and mm-hmm. and about her marriage and yeah. how that's all going to work and... And it, I guess we should say it's a really slow thing, you know. For a for a modern television series, there's no action <laughs> taking place, right? Uh, there's verbal repartees. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you find if you find political intrigue to be terribly exciting, then uh, there might be some of that. Well, you know, there. they had that one episode where. Some kind of fog came in and settled over the country, and yeah. and that was like a real big deal. But I never knew that had happened, and this was a historical thing. Yeah. So there, it's it's been it's informational as yeah. well, right? And just with all the rigmarole and the hoops to jump through to actually get her on the phone, and you know, just all these things that we don't consider or think about. So does it basically work for you? The writing, the acting. All of that. Yeah, I like the characters. I like the actors doing the characters. Um, like I say, I think some of them are doing well because there's some characters that I'm like, mm, you're kind of a stinker. Or, <laughs> oh, right. You know, yeah, you're yeah. you're obviously not cast in a good light, and so it makes me a little bit curious about what's the real truth, and uh, you know how all this works together. Well, I have to say that I guess I'm not so... I think the the lead woman playing Elizabeth does an adequate job. Mm-hmm. I'm not blown away by her acting or anything. But Jonathan Lithgow as Church. Winston Churchill yeah. blows me away. Yeah. Because initially in the series when I... And when I saw, oh, that's Jonathan Lithgow playing Winston Churchill, I was like, "That's crazy! That's our I, age!" <laughs> I can't, I can't buy Dick Solomon as Winston <laughs> Churchill. Giant head. <laughs> Not when you also have Doctor Who playing uh, Elizabeth's husband. Prince Philip. And, and yeah, 
So I just really thought that both those two things were going to put me off. But now, uh, I noticed this last episode we watched, the one at the end of the season, uh, he wasn't Jonathan Lithgow. He He was was. Winston Churchill. Yeah. And his little idiosyncrasies and the way he talks and his facial expressions... Mm -hmm. Instead of going, oh, that's John Lithgow, I'm saying, oh, yeah, that's the way Winston is, you yeah. know. And, and uh, so I think he's done a fantastic job, for yeah. me, anyway. That, well, and there's yeah. the little side stories, because there was, uh, in this more recent episode that we watched, there was really a lot more Character background development, of, of uh, yeah. you know, Winston and his personal right. life. And I, everybody knows him as the political man, but... To know some of his backstory and uh... well, they made a decision with Winston because what do we know him for now? <clears throat> uh, the series picks up after World War II, so mm-hmm. we don't see him leading the nation and and all that. But what do we know him for? We basically know him as this master of one-liners and zingers mm-hmm. and and the the quip the insult the the amazing turn of a phrase yeah and they don't have him doing any of that in this series you know or if they do it's so sparse and far between and so i don't know if that's brave for them to go a different direction and not highlight that or if it's unfortunately we are very uneducated historically (laughs) yeah i don't know anything about winston you know so long as he doesn't try to phone into the big giant head, I may believe most anything he does is Churchill. But uh, he he did a good job with that. And I think even in the progression of time from where he started to where this, you know, the most recent one was where he stepped down from being the prime minister, you could see him becoming more frail and yeah, more tired. He's and, growing decrepit as the yes. series moves on. Well, so I think Lithgow is fantastic as Winston Churchill and frankly Matt Smith as Prince Philip is that his name mm-hmm. he's grown on me a lot and as he did as the doctor <laughs> as he did as the doctor yeah. yeah I didn't like him at first as the doctor so here he is and uh, and he communicates a lot with just facial expressions and mm-hmm. you can see him becoming exasperated yeah. without well, saying anything place to be because as the man you're supposed to be the head of your house and And he has no place he has no place (laughs) right that's right and so that's a real hard place to be in when you don't fit anywhere (laughs) all right so joyce is sneaking into worldview content territory so and i think that's probably where we need to go so let's take a break and we'll be right back Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. And we're back, Worldview Media Podcast, part of the Reconstructionist Radio Network. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You don't think I'll do it, do you? Uh, I don't know if you'll get it right. (laughs) Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network, your one-stop audio shop for all your dominionizing (laughs) needs. 
Well, there you go. You're fancying it up now. And this is the Worldview Media Podcast, the most frivolous podcast on that network. It makes me feel... Guilty. Just silly. Like you're in red. <laughs> like you're not redeeming the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's how it makes you feel. <laughs> That's how it makes me feel. <laughs> I've got stuff to do, and here we are. Okay, so uh, you mentioned before the break mm-hmm. that a lot of the conflict, a lo- well, a lot of the story... One of the main plots is the relationship between Queen Elizabeth and her husband and Mm -hmm. the conflict that's there because of the fact that she's the the representative of God on earth as far as the UK is concerned Mm -hmm. and he is just supposed to stand there and shut up and walk behind her and not Mm -hmm. do or say anything. Mm -hmm. And Be supportive by doing <coughs> nothing. <laughs> right. He's her help meet. <laughs> meet? <laughs> yeah, to use the King James there. Yeah. So, uh, I think it does kind of explore that situation that he's a strong-willed individual. And, and Well, and I ha- you have to think back to when they got married, that there was no even vague idea that her dad wouldn't be around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, so maybe eventually she would be queen, but certainly not... Right away. Yeah, yeah. when she had to step into her role. And she was starting to do some things and go out and represent, you know, yeah. and do all that stuff. And then suddenly, bam, you know, you're it. And right. That's a big adjustment. Yeah, and so that's been interesting watching that conflict happen, watching that take place. And uh, at first, I think they tried to depict their private life as being more conventional. You know, once there's nobody around watching them, yeah, he's maybe more vocal, yeah, more of a leader. And, In the beginning, and right, and she's happy for him to take that yeah and for him to make decisions about where they're going to live and stuff like that and she stands up to people at times to get his his wish to take place Mm -hmm. but even that she has to make his wish take place he can't do it he has no power or authority right and so that's been very interesting yeah in his own home right so that's and now, you mentioned before the break that I think one of the arcs that you see over the course of the of the season is at first she doesn't know what the heck is going on and she's struggling to figure out a role. And by the end of the series, of the season, I'm talking like a British person now, by the end of the series, <laughs> she is not only deciding that she needs to be the queen and stop complaining about it, but she is kind of hardening yeah. in that. And I kind yeah. of talked about that a little right. bit That's before, I mean. you know, yeah. that she's uh, solidifying her character. Right. She knows not everybody's going to be happy with it, and that's just tough, and this is what she has to do. Well, in thinking about it, to 
get ready for our little podcast here, I really thought that there was a, a theme throughout the entire season of duty. Mm. And what does duty mean? And how do you carry that out? Right. And do you still have to be dutiful if it's hard? Is there right. a way to kind of right, right. wiggle around? And, no, you're right. And, uh, That's a big you know, deal. So that duty was a real big thing. And, of course, with duty comes responsibility, as they would say <laughs> with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> with great power. <laughs> <laughs> Said the king to her on his deathbed. <laughs> so... Um, so that's something that I, I kind of I've crystallized in my head when I was thinking about it, that duty really is a major theme yeah. through the season. Yeah, you're right. And you know, especially with this... Churchill, what is his duty? What is his duty to the new queen? Oh, what yeah. does she have right, to do? Right. How, does, how are the parties going to have to be dutiful to her? How is she dutiful to the church? Can she escape the church? Does she have to, <laughs> right. you know, what about her husband? So she's got all these things, and so that just... She's being pulled in a lot of yeah. different directions. Yeah. So what is your duty? Yeah. Very interesting. And then, and then this last episode, uh, she was in a really rough spot. She mm -hmm. spent a lot of the episode trying to figure a way that she could make everybody happy that she cared about. Yeah. And when she realized nobody's going to be happy, and I just have to do what I have to do, mm. uh, that was yeah. a rough decision. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed about that is kind of in the same vein is that they act like when she's coronated and when she's being introduced to the prime minister and, and all the leaders of the government... They kind of act like her role is significant and important and that she has a bunch of power. Mm -hmm. But really, when she tries to do what she wants to do, she realizes she really doesn't have any power at all. And She's limited. Right. And the parliament can come in and the cabinet and, mm -hmm. and the prime minister can come in and kind of shut her down uh, mm -hmm. a lot. And she really has to fight sometimes to get her way. And... and I thought that was really interesting that that according to her title and her crown, mm -hmm. she's the top dog, but she's really not. She's well. It really is a partnership with a true government body, <laughs> governing body, and with a figurehead of the monarchy. Well, she, her. What would you say her function is as it's portrayed in this series with regard to the government? I think it boils down to. She's kind of a voice of conscience. Because she can chew people out for being unethical and for letting folks down, but she really, she's got no jurisdiction. She doesn't, she doesn't make the government do anything. You know, she, but she, she can and did bring, bring leaders of the government in and kind of dress them down and, and let them know she wasn't pleased. And Yeah. But, you know, that's just, chewing them out there's not really much to that and then and then in this last episode as well her whole one of her major functions is to be the defender of the faith uh, the head of the church mm -hmm. the head of the anglican church and she's not i mean she's got that 
her name's on the plaque and yeah, but she doesn't really have any authority. But there she's either. bound, you know, when when she wants to make a decision, the Archbishop of Canterbury comes in with all his cronies, and they've got the robes and the and the big giant crosses around their necks, and they tell her what the deal is with the church and mm-hmm. with morality. Well, you know, when they were doing that, the last episode is about her sister. Princess right. Margaret, right. who wants to marry a, a divorced, divorced man. Guy. Right. And, of course, everybody's just rolling over. Well, you can't marry a divorced person. Yeah, right. You know, if their spouse is dead, that's different, but a divorced person. And so, first off, I have to kind of chuckle because, you know, here we are, and Prince Charles, who was just a wee <laughs> lad at the time, he stands has, to married, be the king. Yeah. has married a divorced lady. Right. He's in line to be the king. And yeah. is in line to be the king. So, I don't know... It was probably like a little quiet ceremony. It wasn't a big, huge deal thing, but still. And her sister couldn't do that. And right. so they were saying, well, this just isn't allowed and it isn't possible. And I had to think of her great, 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 great grandpa, maybe Henry, oh. <laughs> <laughs> who did many a darn thing. <laughs> and she didn't right. say, look here, this has been done. I will have this be done again, and that's all there is to it. And so I don't know, Yeah. but that's me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's just some things there that I'm like, is she just not really educated in in these things? I think if she were to answer that question, she would say, yes, that's true, I'm not educated. There at the beginning, that was kind of a topic of one of the episodes, right, is that she... Once she became the queen and is receiving all this information mm-hmm. that she had never received, she realized she was totally out of her depth and yeah. had no clue. And, and she'd probably been given the education of a lady. Uh, right, she knew how to play the piano and, you know, and uh, paint. Uh, what crochet? <laughs> and, <laughs> they probably call it something fancier than that. Needlework, the embroidery. <laughs> right. So, and uh, I felt I thought in that episode she was kind of like a proto. This is going to, don't freak out about the language, but I think she was like a Mm proto-feminist, not a radical liberal feminist, but but a woman who realized the only way for her to serve her country was to get educated. Mm -hmm. And so on her own expense, she started hiring a tutor and and, uh, realizing I don't have what I need to do this job and and I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. so I thought that was good. All right, anything else about the crown? Um, I thought also with the um, episode with Winston where they were working on his painting that there was um, some poignancy there with how we tend to see ourselves <laughs> and how everybody else sees us. You know, because I think... As we age, we always maybe kind of tend to think of us more as we were prime (laughs) than as we are aging and becoming more unable to function well and do as much and be as strong and go as long and do all those things. And even though you realize in your head, well, yeah, I can't really do all that, I don't think you see yourself as aging or becoming aged. And so... Um, that was interesting because they had to paint his portrait. And I think he knew, okay, yeah, I'm not 
like in the best shape for you to capture me right. forever <laughs> on a canvas. So, you know, his thing was, you know, be kind and remember that it's not just me you're doing, it's the office, right. it's all yeah. the prestige, it's all these things and that he just he couldn't he couldn't deal with what he saw well, when on the, the portrait the portrait and how came he saw back. himself. Yeah, the portrait came back too accurate, too close to reality, and he freaked out about that and got upset. I think he was he was wanting the portrait painter to figure out a way to kind of lionize him, you know, mm-hmm. and flatter him, maybe erase some wrinkles or mm-hmm. something like that, and make him look like a hero or something. And he didn't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he he accused the guy of, you know, I thought we were friends and this is how you portrayed right, me. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, the guy told him, I respected you before I walked in to do this and I respect you more now. Yeah. And he, so... He, yeah, even though you hate the pain. <laughs> well, but right. it's hard to look at yourself honestly in photographs, in anything, because sure. you think, Oh, wait a minute. I don't look like that. Right. You know, I'm not... My voice doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. What's going on? So, right. yes. you know, that that was an interesting thing to to bring to light because I think everybody's everybody's like that. Yeah. So we uh, end season one with obviously some real trouble brewing in the marriage between the Queen and Prince Philip. And he's, it's not going to get any better because now he's headed to Australia for probably months. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and well, so and I think it was suggested by the Queen Mother yeah, that right. he go <coughs> off and. But she wants him to come back a changed man. And she wants him to figure out what he's doing wrong and fix it and then come back better. And uh, Golly, that's <coughs> just, uh, that's a hard spot for him. He doesn't have anything to do, he doesn't have a job, he right. doesn't have. Anything, and they get mad at him because he goes out and goofs around and gets drunk and probably drinks a little bit too much and gets a little too raucous. But yeah, what, else what is, is he, he supposed to do? Yeah, and so the other big deal is it looks like they've uh, Great Britain has managed to offend the leader of Egypt, mm-hmm. and Egypt is threatening to fight Britain with the last drop of Egyptian <laughs> blood. So uh, that's, where the, <clears throat> that's where the that's where the season ends and in just a little bit of time before we end at a reader contact me because months ago jordan and i talked about breaking bad oh yeah and it was when we were only a couple of seasons into it i think there's five or six and we were only two or three yeah <clears throat> and i had a reader or a listener uh write to me and say when you if you finished it I'd be interested in hearing if your opinion has changed or, or what is yeah once you see how it turns out are you finished with it yeah I finally watched the last episode oh, that explains all the marathon watching here <laughs> not recently. marathon it was like <laughs> I watched two and so I did finally finish the series yeah and as far as me thinking that it was great, that it was really well done, mm-hmm. I'd say yeah. I there were a couple of times as things moved on, you know the you haven't watched it at all, but the the uh, 
protagonist who really turns out to be a bad guy, but the protagonist, Walter White, mm-hmm. he's a genius, a science genius. And there were a couple of times during the series where I felt like he got himself out of trouble by kind of being MacGyver. Oh. And uh, and that irritated me a little bit. He'd yeah. kind of MacGyver his way out of trouble. Not uh, very realistic. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, it And it didn't have as much uh, dark humor as before. I think it got a lot more serious as it went along. Mm-hmm. There were places in the first couple of seasons where I was laughing out loud. It was... I mean, it was it was dark humor, and it was sometimes very gross and grotesque. But yeah, I admit I was still laughing out loud and okay and having a great time. But I don't know if that's a good thing to admit. Right, right. <laughs> but at the end, it, it did get pretty dark. But what I appreciated then is right at the end. See, I think the whole series forms like a parable of total depravity, mm-hmm. and you see, you can't just nibble at sin and think you're going to imbibe like a a safe amount mm-hmm. that you're going to it's going to drag you farther in and you're going to keep chewing off more and more and uh, and I think there was a, it's a series long parable of that until right at the end uh, Walter White has to admit that even though for the whole series he's been justifying his actions by saying I'm just trying to provide for my family mm-hmm. before the cancer kills me. Well, right at the end, I think it might have been the very last episode, he winds up admitting, no, I did all this for me. I I liked it, mm-hmm. and it was I was good at it, and yeah. I enjoyed being... Better than... I enjoyed being in charge, and yeah. he wound up being the kingpin and having his own drug empire and stuff, and he did it because... It made him feel good. He yeah. he liked how it made him feel, and so I really appreciated that right at the end that admission, mm-hmm. you know, and and that was, that was pretty neat, really significant. The scene was set up so that that's all that was going on was that admission, and it, I thought it was really powerful and uh, really creative the way the whole thing was filmed. Uh, the last half of the last season mm-hmm. was really breathlessly paced. Because there comes a time when Hank's brother-in-law, who's a DEA agent, and Hank's been getting away with all this right under his nose yeah. for years. Well, right at the very end, his brother-in-law, Hank, figures it out. You see the light bulb go on in his head. He uh. figures it out. And then, as soon as he figures it out, man, these big old dominoes start falling and major characters getting killed and and just all you know it all hits the fan yeah. and it was really exciting so it was really well done that way mm-hmm. I thought and then the other bit worldview wise that I thought was really good and I really appreciated is that one of the main characters was this younger guy named Jesse and he was always kind of a no account and yeah. not very you know he's worthless but throughout the series he's kind of the only guy with a real conscience, a real functioning conscience. Now, he doesn't know what to do with it Yeah. when he is overcome by guilt. Mm-hmm. And he goes crazy, like literally crazy at times because of the guilt. Yeah. And, and that last season, 
Jesse dealing with the guilt. I thought it was just really super, really illustrative of, you know, this is how sin destroys people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if even if they don't want to hurt people and stuff like that, it winds up hurting people. And, yeah. and this is how guilt causes people to, you know, there are people who kill themselves over yeah. guilt and stuff. And, and you can really see that. And so I thought that was really well done. Now, there was no redemption in the series, which was tough to deal with from a Christian standpoint, but accurate nonetheless. If you're mm-hmm. if you're not going to pursue the redemption of God, you're not going to yeah, seek that's it. That's the conclusion you're going to come then to. Then everything's going to break bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's my thought. I don't have a whole podcast worth on that, but <laughs> just the update. Yeah, I, I there it was uneven. There were a couple of seasons that I didn't think were quite as good as the rest, but the Overall. last the last half dozen episodes were dynamite. I thought it was really good. Well, all right. All so right. Would you watch it again? No, no, I'm not going to watch it. Again. I'm all right. Well, now, I won't watch it at all. So. Jordan didn't get to watch the last season. Yeah. Because she's off doing adulting and stuff. Well, she may get to that, though, because she also has time to download things and view them. Well, maybe so. But if she comes home and wants to watch the last season, I may watch it with her. Oh, but I, I would But I wouldn't start over and watch the whole thing again. Now you're making uh, clarifications that you may be watching it again, but it doesn't mean anything. Not by myself. It would have to... <laughs> <laughs> My TV buddy would have to be there with me. Well, all right. Then. All right. I don't have anything else for this episode. You? Uh, no. All right. I say we'll be done. Well, then let's be done. So, till next time, go out there and dominionize. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs>